I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He'd have got there, rabbits. Yes, yes. Hello, one. Hello, all. Wednesday previews back for another week. Joined by the text voice of my Kalen Ponga, Joe from the Park Footy Pod. How are we going, mate? Yeah, g'day, champion. Not too bad. Not too bad. That comparison seems a little bit off to me, mate, but uh, I'll let you go on this one. Uh, mate, how was uh, how was the week for Supercoach, and how was the week for for all things footy? Obviously, the uh, the rule changes are, are a continual talking point. Saw them in full flight with your new purchase of Victor Radley last week. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, Victor Radley suspended for what five weeks. Angus Crichton suspended for two weeks. So yeah, things are going swimmingly, my friend. Mate, we'll touch on Angus Crichton uh, when the Roosters game comes up, but I think there's a fair bit of merit to to sell him. I think he's in a similar mold to David Fafita. I mean insecure minutes the next couple of weeks. You could definitely see Robbo resting him uh, between now and the next origin period. Myself, I've burnt two trades every week, so I'm probably not in the luxury to to be able to sell him and bring him back in. But there is definitely some some merit behind uh, selling Big Gus, but we'll touch on that in the Roosters game. But first game of the round, mate, the Broncos taking on the Storm uh, up in the Suncorp Stadium. Two big outs for the Broncos, Matt Lodge, Tyson Gamble, obviously sitting out some time on the sideline. Uh, that sees the MILF come in to the halves and Reese Kennedy will start up top with Payne Haas. Uh, look, we see Keenan Palasi uh, hold his spot from last week. He was really impressive. Tavita Pangla Jr., I think probably one of the best on ground last week. Flegler holds the lock and we'd expect to see Turpin and Haas lock down the hooker and prop roll. For the back line, mate, not much has changed. Asako, Coates, Farnworth, uh, Jesse Arthurs, David Mead. For the Storm, mate, they, they look pretty much bang on from last week with the inclusion of Jerome Hughes after that little hamstring niggle. As well as they played last week, mate, I really can't see this one going any other way other than the boys from Melbourne. Yeah, mate, I'll be uh, heading to this game, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, one of my best mates, Cruz, he's a big listener of this show as well. He uh, He's a big Storm fan, so we're going to head off and hopefully watch them put on uh, 50 points onto the Broncos. Anthony Milford gets another call up. Uh, mate, <laughs> am I surprised in the slightest that he gets another call up yet again? Not really. I know, obviously, Tyson Gamble suspended, but... Yeah, what do you say about Kevy, mate? You, you this, can never hold down a Milford too long, can you? This is um, it's it's an interesting conundrum because we've obviously Tyson Gamble's played pretty well since coming in, but if the storm if the storm managed to not show up and the Broncos go two from two, it's um, it's probably going to chuck a bit of a spanner in the works of Kevy, or, or do you think that his mind's pretty much made up on Milf? Yeah, look, I'm, I mean. You'd, you'd imagine Tyson Gamble would get back in considering he was there last week. They beat the Roosters. I know if they go up there and they, they beat the Storm this week. Um, look, I, I would be very surprised if it does happen. But yeah, Kevy will have a few questions on his hands for sure. Definitely. Uh, as for the Storm, mate, like I said, no changes. Nico Hines, absolutely flying. Uh, Remus yeah, Smith, George, George Jennings in the centres. I think that's pretty dynamic pairing on, on either side of the field. Then you've obviously got Addo Carr and George Jennings either side of them. The one question mark, Chris Lewis at six. That's probably the only knock you have on this side. 
Uh, Jesse Brom, uh, the cheese, Christian Welch up top. That's a pretty uh, juicy front row. Uh, Felice Cafusi, representative forward, Tom Eisenhuth, uh, one of the mascots for the Eisenhuths. And uh, and Dale uh, Finucane. So there's it's, there's just quality all around. And you even look at the bench. You've got Tui Kamikamika and and Nelson Asafa Solomona. So not a not a bad problem to have if you Craig Bellamy with all the outs they've got. And it just shows you the absolute class they've got. But I do have Melbourne uh, thirteen plus on this one, and I'm assuming you are the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm very much the same. I think Brendan Smith and Nico Hines are going to tear it apart. Obviously did last week as well, but uh, they really look to be putting their hands up, obviously looking for a new contract elsewhere next year. Um, and I think that they're going to obviously find that and they're doing themselves no harm over the last couple of weeks, are they? I th- I'd say that this game's going to be exactly the same. So I'll go Storm 13+. plus. You mentioned that uh, you expect Brendan Smith to have a big game. That's a bit of foreshadowing for your trades this week, mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brennan Smith came in for the uh, incumbent, uh, Victor Radley, who's gone out there. And I don't know if you saw the article that came out today and he said that he's not changing his tackle uh, the did, way that I he tackles. See, I did see that. <laughs> big, big fuck you, the NRL from uh, Victor Radley. That's very, a very bold statement, mate, uh, considering you just got five weeks and sent off about 12 times during the game. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works for old Victor. But uh, I don't think old Victor will be coming back into my team anytime soon. Mate, the next next Queensland side, the Cowboys taking on the high-flying Warriors and a superstar fullback that uh, is taking the game by storm. Reminds me of a, of another similar fullback from a couple of years ago, making the move to a different side and taking the NRL by storm in Kalen Ponga. Mate, the Cowboys have a host of ins and outs. We'll go with the outs. They've got Lemuelo out, Francis Molo out, Jason Tamalolo out, and Lachlan Burr out. The ins are Ben Condon, Cohen Hess, Corey Jensen, Emre Pere, uh, Hamiso, Tabuai Fido, Justin O'Neill, Peter Holler. Uh, they line up with Holmes, Felt, Javid Bowen, Hamiso, Tabuifito, Murray Tuolangi, which was probably one of the best on ground last week. Uh, Scott Drinkwater and Jake Clifford, who are really surprising me as to how well they're connecting uh, as a halves pairing. Up top, you've got my fan favorite, Tom Gilbert, Reese Robson, Jordan McLean. Uh, Shane Wright, Mitch Dunn, Cohen Hess in the back row with Granville, Holler, Jensen, and Highland Lukey on the bench. Highland Lukey looked really good on debut as well last week. For the Warriors, mate, just the one out, uh, Edward Cossey, and we see a couple of ins, Rocco Berry, Sean O'Sullivan, um, Utakolo, and Jackson Fry. Uh, so they line up with Walsh, Montoya, Pompey, Aitken. RTS on the wing with Nick Arima, Chanel harris in the halves. Jermaine Chanel, Brown, Egan, Kane Evans, Jack Murchie, Eli Katoa, Tohu Harris with Tavanga, Armau, Afoa, and Murdoch Masilla on the bench. That just quietly is a pretty quality bench in Tavanga, Armau. Afora and Murdoch Masilla, definitely no respite for the Cowboys defenders when those big boppers come on. Mate, the bookmakers have this one priced at $2 for the Cowboys, $1.80 for the Warriors. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, I think both sides are playing some good footy recently. The Warriors probably slightly ahead based on form and the fact that uh, they, they do have their superstar fullback in, in full flight. Yeah, for sure. And this this will be a quality game. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be a very tight affair, obviously, up there in North Queensland. Warriors are probably the, the more solid side throughout the season, but Cowboys are really starting to come on. Uh, for, for the Warriors, obviously, Reese Walsh is the, the talking point. Uh, him being fullback, he's just he's revolutionised this team, hasn't he? I mean, RTS is definitely a top five fullback, but I think having him out on the wing and then being able to bring in the quality of Reese Walsh and have another another player of that same sort of level quality on the field uh, has just, I mean, it's it's done the Warriors no harm whatsoever. Uh, obviously, Toddy Payton coming up against his old side and the Warriors as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he plays uh, some of the players that were there last year. We saw Nick Arima really flourish underneath Todd Payton last year as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if there's a bit of a game plan put around uh, Nick Arima as well. 
but yeah, this is going to be a very, very tight affair. And I think the, uh, the $2 to $1.80 is, is very fair. Now, RTS is wearing the number five jersey, but I don't expect him to play much as a traditional winger. We saw him last week come in and have license to sort of roam around that middle third and, and really tear it up. And that's what he did, set Reese Walsh up. So even though RTS is, is wearing the winger jersey, I, I think we'll see him pop up in and around the, um, the the middle of the third field. As you said, mate, Todd Payton comes up against the Warriors, the side that he uh, took over for relief last year and did a fantastic job, got them in a position where Nathan O'Brien's come in and put the finishing touches on a side where I thought they would struggle this year, uh, being away from home for the second year in a row, but they're defying expectations once again. Uh, a couple of unsung heroes for the Cowboys as well. I think Mitch Dunn and Shane Wright have been playing some fantastic footy. Uh, you've got Tom Gilbert coming into the front row. Uh, look, you do have the loss of Tam Lotto, which is huge, but I don't think it's as huge this year as it has been in recent years. Um, you and I are both very, very keen on Reese Robson as well. I think this one's going to be won and lost uh, around the six and seven. I, I do give the edge to, to Harris Tavita and Nicarima in the halves department. I think Cody Nicarima is playing some of the best footy of his, of his career. No one's talking about him. Uh, not even from a super coach standpoint, but just in general footy standpoints, he's playing some incredible footy and has some superstars around him to back that up. But mate, where are you, where are you leaning towards this game? Oh, I think I'm going to go probably the Warriors one to 12. Look, I'll just, just to change things up, I'll go Cowboys one to 12. I just think the game is so 50, 50. I think the Cowboys being at home, uh, you touched on the halves pairing there. I, I quite like uh, Scott, Drinkwater and Jay Clifford, what they've done over the last couple of weeks. It really feels like they're starting to build a, build a bit of a continuity between each other and a bit of camaraderie in the team. Obviously, Tamalalu being out, ripped for everybody that brought him in. Uh, obviously, he's just leaking cash at the moment, isn't putting up the performances that you want and is now... He got suspended, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's out for a week. Suspend... Oh, mate, fuck. Yeah, poor super coaches that are out there that brought in Tamalalu. But uh, yeah, look, I'm going to go Cowboys 1-12, to I believe. We, we touched on that though as well, mate. Like don't, don't jump on uh, Tam Lolo after one good score. And, and this is the reality of it, but yeah, I think it's a big loss. It, it could go either way. Um, it's an interesting headache to have. If you're the Cowboys management, what happens next year when you have Townsend and did walk through the door, uh, who's going to pair who in the halves. You've got Valentin Hones there that probably wants to play fullback more than anything as well. So if Drinkwater can keep, put, keep putting his foot through the door, uh, I see no reason why he should lose his spot next year. Mate, a game that's priced uh, a little bit further away from the last game. We have the Tigers, $1.50, taking on the Dragons, $2.60. I think this probably probably should be reversed, in all honesty. Uh, the Dragons have shown decent defensive fortitude. The Tigers like points like there's no tomorrow. Uh, it's 7th versus 14th as well. I understand the Dragons have a couple of outs, but they do get uh, a bit of experience this week. They've got Billy Britton coming in, uh, Braden Williami. Jared Beale makes his first game back for the Dragons in about 63 years. Uh, Jaden Sullivan, Tarek Sims, and the outs of Josh Kerr, Max Fiege. For the Tigers, mate, Jimmy Roberts comes in. Uh, Kish Cooper comes in. Uh, Stefano Utoi-Makanu and Tom Amoni makes his club debut. And Joey Leilua comes out. Big name there is obviously James Roberts. We see him line up on the wing with Nofo on the other side. Laureate Fulwak, as expected, with Adam Dewey and Tommy Talau in the centres. Uh, Moses and Bayer, Luke Brooks, been playing some okay footies. They hold down the halves. With Jimmy Tamau, Alex Twal up top. Uh, Luke Garner and Luciano De Lua in the back row. Joe Offahengiawi at lock and Jacob Little at hooker. Uh, the bench is Tom Amoni, Sean Bloor, Alex Safarth, Tom McKayley. And then for the Dragons, mate, we touched on the ins and outs. They've got Cody Ramsey back at fullback with the, I guess, Happy to say out of favor, Matt Dufty. There's rumors going around that the Dragons have told him to look elsewhere. That's probably spelling the writing on the wall that they're going to go hard at Nico Hines. Uh, Braden Williami and Jordan Pierre on the wings. Jack Bird, Jared Beal in the centers. Corey Norman, Ben Hunt in the halves. Blake Laurie, Paul Vaughan up top. Andrew McCulloch in the middle. 
Billy Burns and Tarek Sims in the back row. Jackson Ford at 13. Uh, Talatau Amoni or Junior Amoni, if you know him as. Uh, Famasuli, Alvaro and Jaden Hunt on the bench. I can't see how the Dragons are $2.60, mate. Yeah, look, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm heading towards the Tigers in this one. I, I know where you're coming from in terms of the Dragons being uh, fairly solid throughout the year and much to all of our surprises, much better than what we thought they were going to be. But I just think the Tigers, uh, obviously coming off that loss last week where I think they definitely should have won it. I think the Tigers as well are one of those teams that they should be doing better than what they are. Like you look at their team. I, I love their forward pack. I really like the Tigers forward pack. I like their bench a lot better than I like the Dragons bench for this game as well. Um, and obviously James Roberts out on the wing. I, I quite like him out on the wing as well. Um, the, the one concern that I have with the Tigers is Nofaloma's defense. Mate, I don't know how you sit there as a Tigers fan and watch him week, out, week in, week out. His defensive reads, the way he pushes up, fuck it. I don't. I honestly don't think that there's a worse defender outside of maybe a Walker Blake in, in the league outside of a David Nofaluma. I don't know how you do it, mate. Yeah, Nofo uh, is not the greatest defensive player of all time. If he if he didn't have as much attacking upside as, as what he does, I think more criticism would be put under him. Mate, there is one name here for the Dragons that doesn't have a player profile, and it's because he was a very, very new recruit, Jared Beale, coming into the centres. This reeks of Will Chambers 2.0, doesn't it? Big time. Big, 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 big time. Uh, look, the, the center pairings for this game, it's such a strange center pairings. I think each team has one gun and then one that's a bit of a dud. Uh, Tommy Talao has been pretty awful Incredibly this year. Incredibly lazy. He's just a lazy oh, footballer. Lazy footballer, like just clumsy, just makes silly errors. Um, obviously, Adam Dewey is the other center, so I, I quite like Dewey. Dewey just tries his ass out every single game. He, fuck, he looks like Robbie Farrer as well. It's a joke. Uh, but on the other side, obviously, Jack Bird, that's that's your strong center there. He's been really good this year, much to our surprise as well. You and I both thought that he'd be a, uh, better in the second row in lock position at 5'8", literally anything other than center, but he's been really, really good in center. Uh, and then obviously, Jared Beal, uh, Will Chambers 2.0, you touched on it there. He's about 40 years old. Uh, obviously, hasn't had much experience there with the, uh, with the Dragons as well, so it's going to be interesting to see if Tigers attack that side of the field. Super crunch standpoint, mate, I wouldn't be going anywhere near anyone apart from Cody Ramsey, Jack Bird. And I'm sorry for the bloke that told me to keep this on the down low, but I can't. Uh, Blake Laurie, uh, impressive last week, 63 minutes. I think he had 64 in base as well. Uh, great from him. I mean, a guy that I'm looking at bringing in this week as well, Jackson Ford. He played 60-odd minutes for, for 60 base. With Maguire out, there's probably going to be some minutes there to, for them over, over Origin. So I definitely can get behind Jackson Ford and Blake Laurie. For the Tigers, mate, Joe Offahengiawe. I know that people are going to laugh at this, but Queensland troops are dropping, dropping left, right, and center. Joe Offahengiawe might be a sneaky origin pick for the bench for Queensland, which would rule him out of, of obviously contention to pick up for your round 13. I wouldn't be looking at anyone from the Tigers, uh, even Adam Dewey in the centers, unfortunately. Uh, most people own Dane Laurie, so we don't need to touch on him. But yeah, for me, mate, Cody Ramsey... Uh, even Ben Hunt to, to an extent, it depends on Harry Grant. Obviously the, the news that he is potentially in doubt for origin one may see Ben Hunt grab a bench spot as well. But apart from Ramsey, Bird, Laurie and Ford, I wouldn't be touching anyone in this game from a super coach standpoint. Do you agree? Man, I just want to take a, a quick little moment here. Again, Cruz, who I've mentioned before, uh, was giving me a bit of shit the other day for mentioning Blake Laurie, calling me Blake Laurie's number one fan and give, having a bit of a laugh about it. But uh, jokes on you, Cruzy boy. He is the whisperer telling you that Blake Laurie is a buy. Uh, I've got to agree. His base is incredible. Uh, if he keeps getting more and more minutes, he's just, yeah, he he's, 
fuck, he's a gun. He's an absolute weapon. One of those players that just flies under the radar. Um, I, I don't mind Luciano Leilua as well for the Tigers. Uh, I don't think he's done a whole lot this year, but I also think that he's so, sort of starting to come into his own. You're starting to see um, more play going over to his side of the field as well. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised to see that they don't go towards him considering in that uh, in the preseason when they're versing Manly, I think that he was probably Tiger's biggest attacking weapon. Uh, it was going to him and then he'd get that sneaky offload to Dane Laurie and Laurie was just tearing them apart. So uh, I think Luciano Leilu is one to keep an eye on over this origin period as well. Mate, I said it um, I said it during the preseason. I think Luciano Leilua is probably one of the hardest blokes in the NRL to tackle uh, one-on-one because he's just so dynamic and strong. Mate, next game, is there much to talk about? The Panthers and the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, $21 head-to-head with a minus 31.5 line. I think that is the biggest line I've ever seen in the NRL. One name that is in for the Panthers that people might not be aware of that I was sort of a little bit scared about, Isaac Tago. Uh, I remember messaging you as a Panthers fan a couple of weeks ago being like, is this kid ever going to get some footy? Because he is 173K. I think he was center wing 2RF as well. So a, a fantastic duel to pick up. But seeing him named on the extended bench makes me worried. Uh, Moses Leota comes back into the side. Kurt Catewell drops out. For the Bulldogs, mate, Hetherington in, Jackson Tapine in, Joe Stimson in, Josh Jackson in, Kyle Flanagan in, uh, Tui Katoa in, and for the outs, Chris Smith, Ofahigi Ogden, and Sione Katoa. Uh, the Panthers line up, as you expect, with no Dylan Edwards, with, with Stephen Crichton at the back, with with Gluhans Momorowski to, to slot into the centres with Matty Burton. Uh, they line up as, as expected. Leota, Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kikau, Martin, Yo, Benches, May, Sorensen, Eisenhuth, Lanyu. Uh, yeah, as we touched on, mate, the, the Bulldogs have a stack of ins and outs. Uh, we're telling Zlesniak at the fullback, Kotrick and Meany on the wings, Aaron Shop and Will Hopawade in the centres. Uh, our fan favourite, Brent Wakeham at six, Jake Avarillo at seven, Hetherington to Pine Thompson up front, Elliot Dory Jackson in the back row and lock, uh, Brad Dietz, Joe Stimson, Dylan Napa, Ava Seaman for guy. Is the interchange, is there much to, to say of this game, mate? Look, one team's going to get fingered this game and it's not going to be the Panthers. It's going to be a blowout. And that, that 31 and a half might not even be enough in my opinion. Um, look, you, you were mentioning uh, Isaac Tago there. I, I remember you asking me a couple of weeks ago and this fuck, it was probably a couple of months ago at this point. Um, and I, I didn't really think about it, but over origin, he's a thousand percent going to play. Him and Talon May have been absolutely killing it in New South Wales Cup. Talon May's, uh, Tyron May's little brother. Uh, both of them will play this year for for sure within the next couple of weeks. They are weapons. They're really, really good. Um, uh, I think I defaulted back to to the goats of, of Nuffs, which is Jared Anderson, who doesn't have an NRL contract. So he was my, my Nuff. And I'm, I'm glad I stayed away from Tago because it looks like he could be a bit of an AE nightmare. For sure. To, honestly, if he gets a crack and he does play full 80, he's out there during origin and Burton gets him some good ball. I think he'd be a pretty decent pickup, to be honest. He, he's a very, very talented player. And over the next couple of years, you'll see him burst into the scene of first grade. Uh, but back to this game, Stephen Crichton, obviously playing fullback. Dylan Edwards still out. Um, I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm not not massive on Stephen Crichton at fullback, but in saying that, I think he'll probably go into this game with a ton of confidence. The only thing I'm really worried about for this game as well is the fact that I could see a potential of Nathan Cleary or Jerome Luai or some of these players getting an early stint during the game. Uh, obviously, Origin coming up, they know that there's going to be a lot of workload on these players moving forward. So I think if Penrith get up at half, say at halftime, they're up, I don't know, 24 nil or something, which is very, very reasonable. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a 60 minute mark or so and Nathan Cleary comes out. So be very wary with that this game. Yes, I, I am worried about putting the captaincy on Cleary because of that reason. That sounds silly considering how well he has played recently, but uh, he plays early in the round. There isn't much before him. So Cleary for me is probably a vice-captain option just because the the 
unknowns around what what uh, what Daddy Cleary is going to do with his minutes. Mate, speaking of Daddy coaches, Big Trent Barrett. What about the story that would be if he upset his old club, despite being probably the biggest underdogs in rugby league history? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Look, if there's one coach in the league that I don't want to beat Penrith, it's Trent Barrett. The way that he's act, like the way that he went about leaving Penrith, um, the fact that he's left Penrith twice now, he went to Manly once, he was told not to take any players. He scabbed about six players and took them with him. This time around, was told the same thing. Like Pender said, no worries. Like you can have your contract off early. Just don't poach any players. A lot of that, I've, like I, I'm, I'm all for the fact that he's a coach of another team. By all means, you're allowed to go out and buy whoever you want. But the things that I've read, the way that he was uh, a sort of grooming players last year at training in Penrith to then get on the good side of them to try to bring them over to the Bulldogs. That pisses me off. That annoys me so much. How so, the tables but- have turned. A Penrith fan whinging about coaching debacles considering the Ivan Cleary situation, how the tables have turned. Michael. Oh, mate. Ivan Cleary situation. All right. All right. Here we go. Here's a bit of history for all the listeners here. Justin Pascoe is a, the Tiger CEO. Yep. Yep. Front office. All right. Justin Pascoe, biggest toss bag of all time. Used to work for Penrith. Uh, he went, Penrith paid for him to go over to America to do some like, uh, I guess, learn how American teams go about their sports and what whatnot. Paid for him to go over there. Meanwhile, he had already signed a contract with the Tigers before he went over, knowing he was going to quit. Went over there for a holiday, came back, quit Penrith, and went over to the Tigers. And this was before Ivan Cleary. Smart man. Yeah, you guys, anybody that whinges about Ivan Cleary can eat my butthole. Because that, yeah, no, that's all I'm going to say about it. Left our club club in shambles and then then just stole our head coach, mate. Whatever. Rabbitohs and the Eels, mate. This game, probably, it's I've never seen a a side like South get 50 put on them twice and still be dominant favorites the week after. Remember when they lost the storm, uh, they were, they were pretty heavy favorites the week after. And, and this week they were $1.65 against the Eels who in all regards, I, I think that's probably a little bit of a mismatch in, in terms of pricing. I do think South get up in this game, but, but Parramatta at $2.25, there's definitely some merit behind them. Uh, South have Cam Murray back in, Harm Sally, Jacob Hoss, Patrick Mago, Tane Milne. They have the Mansour and Cartwright out. So that sees Latrell, AJ, Gagai, Campbell Graham, Tane Mill on the wing. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds in the halves. Our fan favorite, Jai Arrow up top. Damien Cook, Tamita Totola, Keon Kulmatangi, Jacob Host, Cam Murray back at 13. I think that's going to be a real big blessing for them. Benji Graham, uh, Benji Graham, Benji Marshall, Mark <laughs> Nichols, Harmstelle, Tom Burgess. What a love child that would be. Campbell Graham, Benji Marshall. Mate, for, for Parramatta, they've got Gutho, Sivo, Opchik, Wanga Blake, Fergo, Jacob Arthur, Mitch Moses. No changes there. Uh, Oregon Kafusi earns a start this week with Campbell Graham out. Uh, definitely like this move from Nathan Brown. I think Oregon Kafusi has been playing some great minutes. I think it's also great for Isaiah Papali'i's minutes because he seems to be losing a few of them to, to Kafusi. Uh, Reed Money, Junior Paulo, Isaiah Papali'i, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown near Corey Lane, Lusick, Cartwright on the bench. Like I said, mate, Parramatta $2.25. There's definitely some value behind them. 
Oh, definitely. No, and that's it. Like, I, I still think the Rabbitohs are going to win. Uh, but the value behind the Eels at $2.25, coming off a loss against Manly last week. Uh, obviously, in the last show, I was saying that Eels are... It's, it's worrying with the Eels. You, didn't you forward. cop some Twitter, some Twitter hate for this? Yeah, I did, mate. He, some, one of our one of the listeners uh, was not very happy that I said that the Eels were in shambles after last week, losing to Manly. Uh, he went on to rabble off about 15 teams and said that the, uh, the list goes on of teams that are in shambles and the Eels aren't. Um, so, yeah, he, here we are. I've caught my first hate since I've coming onto the podcast, mate. Well, whilst I don't agree with your statement that the Eels are in shambles, I did make a point that they are. I think, I think they are overperforming. And I did make the point that they don't, that they don't have a genuine game-breaking X-factor player, someone like a Cam Murray or a Chelp Mitchell, so to speak, in this game. But I definitely can see where you're coming from with the Eels. I think their record is a little bit uh, buffered up considering the, the performances they've had. I think they've had one game this year where I've been really impressed, and that was the game where where they, they beat the uh, the Melbourne Storm in, in the pissing down rain. So I, I get your point. I think your, your wording may have just been a little off, mate. Um, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, you and I both have the Rabbitohs, I think. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm, I'm going to go back to the whole Eels thing. It's not so much they're in the shambles. It's more so they look exactly like they did last year. Come out of the, out of the gates hot, look shit hot. They start getting confident. They start acting like a little bit knobby. That's fine. If you're winning, you can act as knobby as you want. But the fact is when you're a team like the Eels, like you said, you don't have a, like a player that's an absolute breakout player, a player that's going to break a game apart. Um, and they're, they're a team that's really based off their confidence. Like I, I have a feeling that the Eels are going to look like they did last year. Over the next couple of rounds, we're going to start to see them uh, trot out a few losses that you sort of weren't expecting. And then the confidence is going to get low. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And I hope for Eels fans that I'm wrong. Um, the chances are that me not liking the Eels, and this is this is the reason why I'm saying this. But yeah, look, uh, in this game, I think I think the Rabbitohs are going to win 1-12. to 12. Uh, But yeah, I do think it's going to be very close. And there is some value in that $2.25. The thing that I liked about the Eels a couple of weeks ago was the fact that they looked very, very settled through origin. But with the more and more injuries that are, that are falling around, I think more and more workloads can be put on them. I, I could definitely see, look, I don't think he will get picked, but I could, I could see I could see Gutho getting picked and, and going into camp. I could see Tom Opacic maybe starting into the centers for Queensland. Uh, I could see uh, Reid Marnie playing for Queensland with, with Harry Grant out. Junior Paulo will play for New South Wales. Ryan Madison's probably going to get a chance to play origin now with, uh, with Radley out and, and Crichton. So yeah, mate, it's it's uh, it's tough. I think uh, the Parramatta, a side that looks really unscathed, I think they're they're going to be hitting hard through Origin. As for South, mate, through the Origin period, you're going to have Latrell out, you're going to have Gagai out, you're going to have Cody Walker. I assume he's going to go into camp. You're going to have Jai Arrow for Queensland. You'll have Cook for New South Wales. Uh, you'll you have Cam Murray as well. So they're they're going to be pretty depleted too. Interesting that Tom Burgess goes to the bench with Jai Arrow being promoted to the starting side. I think Jai Arrow has been very ordinary outside of his first sort of three weeks. So You love Jai Arrow, mate. He's your favourite player. What are you it, look, about? he is my favourite player, but I think he's been a little bit... Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think that first three weeks, he was sensational off the bench, um, but he just really hasn't lit it up for me for ever since. But interesting that, that Wayne Bennett has made some changes there and brought in uh, big bad Jai Arrow to, to come and start for Tom Burgess. Mate, the Roosters taking on the Raiders, $4 is just not enough for the Raiders, is it, for, for any kind of value? Uh, this whole George Williams thing, it's its perplexing, isn't it? 
Bro, I reckon we could go and find ourselves like 15 listeners that listen to this show and put a team of 17 together and beat the Raiders at the, at the moment. They are in absolute shambles. Uh, obviously, everything that happened with George Williams yesterday, uh, he's been given a release and then he came out and fired back at the team and all his teammates were liking his fire back at the, uh, at the Raiders. So it... I wouldn't be surprised to see more players leave the Raiders over the next couple of weeks. It sort of seems like it's been heading that way all year. It seems that there's a lot of unhappy campers in that side. And uh, now that one domino has fallen, I wouldn't be surprised to see the rest of them fall. Um, For the Roosters, obviously last week they got ambushed. I think they came out there thinking that they were going to win. Broncos had every reason to get up for that game. Sam Walker was out there uh, throwing some barbs at the, at the uh, Broncos before the game coming out and just saying, like, why the fuck would I not want to leave? Brisbane to play for the Roosters uh, and he got tranced by uh, old TPJ last week. So I think the Roosters are, are going to be up for this one. And uh, yeah, look, I'd say Roosters 13 plus. I, I do agree, mate. There is one name in the census here that is not here from last week. Joseph Sawali made his deba- debut last week. I thought he was pretty good um, for, yep. for debut. Like, unfortunately, unless he scores 17 tries and, and has about 40 line breaks, people aren't going to be impressed with, with all the hype. But I think he did a job. I think Trent Robinson would be very happy with the, with the effort that he put in. As I put on Facebook, mate, I think people forget how young 17 is. Um, to be playing up against first graders, like 17 is, is simply incredible. And yeah, I think he held his own. Um, would have been nice for, for a, a meat pie on debut, but Josh Morris comes back in. Uh, they line up as expected with Tedesco, Tupo, Morris, Manu, Ikevalu, Lamb, Walker, with Rui Hargraves, Marshki. Siwa, Siwa Takiyoha coming back into the starting side. Angus Crichton has been named, but with changes, I expect someone like a Nat Butcher to come into the back row to partner up with Cecilia Tupanua and Isaac Leo at 13 with Kieran, as I said, Nat Butcher on the reserves list, but I expect him to come and start with Saluka Fafida and Fletcher Baker. That may see someone like an Egan Butcher uh, or uh, even a Sawali come onto the bench if they want to reserve. It's I'm not too sure what, what Trent Robinson is going to do. For the Raiders, mate, uh, yeah, the news last week that Chan's Nickel Cookstar uh, will be out for basically 24 rounds at the absolute minimum. Definitely could see him just sitting out the rest of the season if the Raiders aren't in contention. So that is a Definitely. huge that is a huge blow for them considering he was only expected to be out for, what, three or four weeks? Complications with the surgery. So that sees Caleb Aikens probably going to hold that fullback jersey for the rest of the year. Uh, I think he's been solid without being spectacular. With Bally Simonson and Jordan Rapiner on the wings, they get Rapiner back, which is a, a big plus for them, I feel. Uh, they get Sebastian, Chris, Curtis, Scott in the centers, Jack White and Sam Williams, not George at halfback. Danamis, Louis, Tom Starling, Emery Gula up top. Corey Hadawira, Naira, Elliot Whitehead, Ryan Sutton at 13. Josh Hodson, Soliola, Horsbrot, Ryan James on the bench. Mate, you've said Roosters 13 plus. Uh, I'd probably go Roosters 1 to 12 here. I just think they might. I don't know. I keep saying, I, if you can probably get a compilation of how many times I've said the Raiders have to get up for this game and, and it just never fails. But I think a safe bet, mate. Uh, Raiders to win at halftime, to lose at full time seems to be the uh, the safe bet of the year. Oh, apparently, I, I just wouldn't go near the Raiders at all. Like, uh, there's just too much uncertainty around there, and you don't know how the players are feeling towards the front office and the coach. And uh, usually, when there's a, something like this going on, the players just don't seem to perform. You look at the Sharks earlier this year when they got rid of John Morris for the next what, like, well, basically since they've just not performed at all. They just don't care anymore. And I think it's sort of a, a similar situation going on at the Raiders. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on as well: you're saying Joseph Sawali there when he was like, he's only 17. 
Mate, I would have been about 69 kilos ring and wet when I was 17, about as mature as a fetus. The fact that that bloke's out there playing first grade up against grown men who have played, you know, in hundreds of NRL games is so impressive. Uh, yeah, just hats off to him. And I think he's going to have a, a massive career. And uh, like you said, if he had a score to try, we would have been hearing so much more about him. But unfortunately, he came in on a week that they just got ambushed by the Broncos. Yeah, I think he was good with that being spectacular. And that's what you can ask for from a kid so young. Interesting that game's also being played at Gosford as well. So, uh, yeah, good, some good footy being played down the road from where I am. Sharks, Titans, mate. Sharks, $2.15. Titans, $1.71. With Andrew Fafita coming back in, I, I'd be taking $1.71 all day. Sharks have Fafita, Tonomapia, Ramian, Mulatalo, Sean Johnson, Sifatalakai back with Dugan, Harodi, Wilton out. Some big names do come in for the Sharks there, which is probably going to help their case a little bit. They line up with Kennedy, Tracy, Chambers, Ramian, Mulatalo, Moylan, Johnson with Aiden Tolman, Brake, Blake Braley, Aaron Woods, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham, Toby Rudolph, with Braden Trindle, Sifatalakai, Jack Williams, and Fafita on the bench. Big name in the extended reserves, mate, Chad Townsend. Uh, look, I understand the move. You want to start solidifying your house for next year with, with no Townsend there, but I mean, I mean, Matt Moreland's played some pretty good footy this year. I'll, I'll give it to him there, but Sean Johnson's a bit underdone, so a yeah, bold move there from Josh Hanno. Uh, but let's, we'll see if it pays off for the Titans, mate. Ins and outs, Ash Taylor, David Fafita, Jaden Campbell, Patrick Herbert with Sam Stone out. They line up with Brimson, Don, Kelly, Herbert, Sammy, Tanner Boyd, Jamal Fogarty, Jared Wallace, Mitch Rain, Mo Fodawaker, Kevin Proctor, David Fafita, Tino Fasul Malawi. On the bench, Aaron Clark, Bo Firma, Jermaine Jolliffe, Sam McIntyre. As I said, Joe, uh, $1.71 to $2.15 to the, for the Sharks. Where are you seeing this one lying with all the ins and outs? Yeah, I'm going to go Titans. Uh, David Fafita is the big in here for me. Uh, obviously, Sharks were just touching on the same sort of thing uh, as the Raiders. There's just a, a lot of uncertainty around the club. A lot of players that seem to be hurt and sort of uh, don't really trust the front office after the whole John Morris saga. Uh, I think the Titans, they haven't been performing real well. Their edge defense is fucking awful. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the Sharkies wingers out there, especially with Sean Johnson and Matty Moylan playing this game, uh, bag a few meat pies. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Neither team defends real well. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Titans. I'll probably go one to 12 though. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, but yeah, look, Chad Townsend being out for the Sharkies. Mate, what, what do you have to do? You kick a, uh, kick a game winner, game winning field goal last week against your, your rival and next week you drop. So it's pretty rough for old Chad Townsend. Again, does that, does that affect the players around him? Like I'm sure he's got a fair few mates considering he's been at the club for so long. I'm sure there's a fair few teammates that are sitting there looking at that and thinking it's pretty unfair as well. From a super coach standpoint, I wouldn't be getting him this week. I wouldn't be getting him next week. But once around 14 rolls around, I'd be putting all my eggs in the Jesse Ramian basket. Uh, with Sean Johnson back into the side, he is he is sensational. So I'd be getting Ramian after around 13 and going from there. Also interesting to see that the footy this week is being played at Coffs Harbour. So good to see. Good to see some footy getting around in uh, in some happening parts of the world, such as Coffs Harbour. Mate, Mate last my game. Old, uh... My old hometown in Coffs Harbour. <laughs> it is, mate. It is. In the, the old stomping ground for, for Big Joe. McDonald Jones Stadium in sorry, McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle hosts the last game of the round, the Knights at four dollars against the Manly Seagulls at a dollar twenty-five. Huge names for the Knights, uh, with Bradman Best and Kalen Ponga back into the side. And uh, and Blake Green obviously announcing his retirement this this week, mate. Uh, we've been pretty pretty critical of him, but uh, a great career for him, so uh, so to speak, and uh, happy that he just gets out of the game with his body still intact. I think it's pretty clear that he was off the eight ball a little bit. So it's, it's, it's just good to see that him just taking the game before it's taken away from him. 
For the Knights, mate, Ponga, Stafford Toa, Anari Tuala, Braden Best, Braden Musgraves, Kurt Mann, Phoenix Croslin. That halves pairing is not great, is it? Yeah, miss me with that halves pairing. Uh, Ponga being back is the only thing that sort of uh, helps in the Knights here, especially in their playmaking. Uh, that left-hand side is just going to get absolutely teed off on for, for Newcastle this week. Uh, I think that's the, the only place that Manly really need to focus on their attack is that left-hand side with Ponga doing his sweeping plays and Bradman Best trying to run over people. But outside of that, I think Manly are going to have a comfortable win for this one. If the Knights are going to have any chance of winning this one, it will be in their forwards pack. They do line up with Clemmer, Braley, Saifidi, Frizzell, Fitzgibbon, Barnett. No changes there. Interchange, Watson, Saifidi, Suasso, Sue, Brody, Jones. Mate, number one for the Manly Seagulls is the only reason why I'm not considering captaining Cleary this week, but you did touch on players getting spelled. Could definitely see Tommy Turbo coming off this one with 60 minutes after the score is 40-0. He is the fullback. Jason Saab and Ruben Garrick are the wingers. Probably two of the four wingers in the comp right now, so to speak. Hank Scorpio, Morgan Harper in the in the center pairings. Josh Schuster, Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. Uh, Paseka, Croker, Tapao, Carl Lawton, Sean Cappy, Jack Travojevic in the forwards with Curtis Siren, and he's a big inclusion for them too. Moses Suley, Zach Sadler, and Toa Foa, Foa Sipley. I just call him Toa Sipley. Uh, is the extended bench man. I think Curtis Siren is a huge inclusion for them. Uh, it's going to provide a lot of depth. Sean Cappy has been great. Carl Lawton's probably a little bit underdone coming back from the injury with Josh Schuster having to fill in uh, in the six. So yeah, I think the inclusion of, of Ciro is, um, is is huge. And I think, honestly, with all the injuries New South Wales are having, if he played a full season, he'd I think he'd be getting a Blues jersey personally. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's it. New South Wales over the next couple of years, they're going to be uh, some positions come up. Uh, Jaden Braley in hooker. I think that that's a shoe in in the next couple of years. I, to be honest, I would be pretty close to picking him in this year as well. I think Damian Cook has been fucking awful for the last 18 months or so. Uh, even in the last Origin series as well, I wasn't that impressed with Damian Cook. Um, but yeah, look, I think Jaden Braley's not too far off. I think that we've got a lot of, for New South Wales, that is, I shouldn't say we, because you are a Queenslander, you filthy, filthy animal. Um, I think that there's just going to be a lot of positions come up in the forwards over the next couple of years. And Newcastle just seem to have so many of them. Um, obviously, their, their forward pack is just, it's super strong, isn't it? It's definitely Newcastle's strong point. It's super um, strong yeah. if coach Adam O'Brien uses it properly. Correct. Yeah, that definitely a good point to make and it's going to be interesting to see how he goes about it i think there's been a lot of calls for watson to get more minutes i'm surprised watson hasn't been put in a 5-8 either i think that he needs to be on the field for 80 minutes he's the guy that goes out there and busts his ass every week but speaking of a 5-8 i look at josh schuster and he has been a revelation since he's moved to the six he was really good in the second row but him in 5-8 is fucking incredible uh, he's going to be such a good player. He's a massive, massive human being. And the fact that he's so skilled as well, uh, I think he's just a, a player of the future and one of those players that we're going to be talking about for the next 10 years. I 100% agree, mate. Uh, Josh Schuster was on the cutting board for me. I, I never owned Schuster, but obviously in the weekly buy holds and sells, he was very, very close to making the sells one week. And then the injury to four and happened. He moved to five, eight and uh, yeah, got a new lease of life. Uh, mate, I still think even though there's no buy period, um, for him coming up, Ruben Garrick, I still think is a slam dunk purchase. Jason Saab is still making money for us. Uh, but yeah, definitely we'll be looking at Curtis Sirenen when he comes back into the starting side because I think that is key. Mate, that's all the games this week. What's happening with trades? Uh, mate, I'm I'm pretty unsure at the moment. I've got Brendan Smith in and I've traded uh, Radley out for him. I th- obviously, that needed to happen, but I was minus 117K. So my second trade is the the important one. Um, at the moment, 
look, I'm, I'm really tossing up between a few players. At the moment, I've, I got rid of uh, Jordan Ricky, who I still had on my bench, and I brought in uh, Palacia from the from the Broncos. Obviously, had a really good game last week. I think he had about 45 in base or 50 in base plus a try. Got a minus 33 break even. So I'm going to bring him in and see how he goes. Uh, so Brennan Smith and Palacia from the Broncos. What about yourself? Mate, I am unsure. I'm looking at Jackson Ford at 360K or something. Uh, just for another name to add to the list for next week. I've currently got, if Mano doesn't get picked, if Lua doesn't get picked, and if Toto doesn't get picked, I think I've got 16. So I might just fill out one more for my OCD and get 17. But it'll be a big squad overhaul between now and round 17. And then hopefully I'm done. I think my team, in terms of guns, I think it's close to being set. I'll just pull it up quickly and work out who I keep. So I've got Braley, who I'll probably keep for the season. Isaiah Papali'i and Fisher Harris, I'll probably keep those for the rest of the season. Maddo Pangai, I'll keep those for the rest of the season. Angus Crichton, he'll probably stay there as well. Cleary, obviously, is not going anywhere. I have brought in Matty Burton. Um, I think he will we'll do a job over Origin, and then I'll probably just nuff him out. Uh, I'm probably not going to run a second halfback for the rest of the season. Luai, he'll stay there all year. Brian Toto, he'll stay there all year. The centers, that's probably where I need to fix up. So my fullbacks are probably set. I've got Tommy Turbo and Tedesco. I could move one of those to Ponga with the run home that the Knights have. But if I fix up the centers and, and just get a, an okay number of people for round 17, definitely on the mend. I think my overall season's all but over. So just trying to work out how to get as much cash for the multiple cash comps I'm in. We'll, we'll touch on all that tomorrow in the Supercoach preview, mate. But very much thank you once again for coming on. Uh, there are the eight games. I can't wait for us to not tip any of them correctly. But for now, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer.